there's an addictive nature to social media yeah. um, that, and, and I think the reason it upsets people is, I don't think people have a hard time understanding that they might be addicted to something. We can all look at the analytics on our phone and most of our phones actually provide these analytics to us for how we are spending our time on our phone. But what um, the social dilemma points out, fairly or unfairly, and that's part of what this conversation will be about, uh, is that the people um, that are providing the algorithms and the social networks are intentionally getting you addicted without you knowing. Welcome to the Social Media Church Podcast. I'm Neil Smith, and I'm joined by my co-host, Aaron Magnuson, and we are talking about the social dilemma. Uh, Aaron, the social Aaron. dilemma. Well, if it, this should, if, you look, if you're a regular to this podcast, you have probably already heard of it on Netflix and seen it. Uh, and if not, that is what this whole conversation is based around. So, uh, find somebody with a Netflix account if you don't have it and watch it. <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah, it, they certainly pose a dilemma, uh, regarding social media. Uh, and I think that for some of us who live in this space, there's a, there's a keen awareness. We've always had an awareness of what this dilemma is, uh, and what is happening behind the scenes, um, where the general user who uses social media for, uh, entertainment consumption may not have fully understood uh, what is going on. But I think probably what our listeners and honestly, what I'm curious to talk with you about Nils and I have not talked about this yet. No, we've been holding off for this conversation. We've been holding off for this conversation um, is what it uh, like, is it a dilemma? Is it it, what I think people want to know what to do with it. Um, Well, let's, let's start with what the dilemma is. Yeah. That's a great place to start. Yeah. So what would, uh, what, how would you define the dilemma? How, how I will define it and then how you, I, I would love for uh, you to define it as well. Yeah. Uh, I, I would define the dilemma as being um, there's an addictive nature to social media yep. um, that, and, and I think the reason it upsets people is I don't think people have a hard time understanding that they might be addicted to something. We can all look at the analytics on our phone and most of our phones actually provide these analytics to us for how we are spending our time on our phone. But what, Um, the social dilemma points out fairly or unfairly, and that's part of what this conversation will be about, uh, is that the people um, that are providing the algorithms and the social networks are intentionally getting you addicted without you knowing. So it's it's almost like when you hear a story about how somebody, uh, athletes, right? Athletes all the time talk about how they're taking a painkiller and it eventually leads to an addiction. Um, While the painkiller was helpful, how they were set up to take the painkiller was not helpful. And then they get a reliance on it. And there's something shady about that, that all of us get really upset about. Well, the same thing is happening at mass scale with social media, at least presented in the social dilemma. And so the dilemma is there is a generation that is now growing up uh, that is addicted to something and doesn't know how to function and can't break that addiction uh, either because they don't know it's there, which is why this doc, they claim this documentary is created. Um, And so the, the dilemma being that we're all addicted to something, but unknowingly addicted yes. to something. Yes, and I think I think yeah, I think you you nailed it. Is the dilemma is the addiction, um, and, and I think the there there are layers to the dilemma because they they talk about 
but it's people compared to television and that was addictive intentionally uh, and intentionally addictive to feed you ads and social media is intentionally addictive to feed you ads. But this is different because it's happening faster. This is different because they're getting, collecting data on you. Um, And, and somewhat I would say they, they kind of hinted at like they're playing you like a puppet. Um, And uh, and, and I think that's where it gets into the social dilemma dilemma um, of how, 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 how real is this? Uh, because I yes. do think the addiction is real. I, I, I see it at all ages, but I actually see it with my parents uh, more than any demographic, uh, even more than my kids. And so 100%. I think this is an addictive pattern for multiple generations. This isn't just a young generation issue. Um, and television, the same thing, you know, like I'd always heard growing up, like spending too much time playing video games, you were spending too much time watching TV. Um, and, and so I, I think screen addiction to screens is not new. Uh, but even the things that they use of the buzzing, the, the noises, the, um, the things that feed on your, you know, kind of addictive habits. Um, I, I, I think at the end of the day, it almost shocks me that people didn't know these things uh, because at the end of the day, like, of course, they're going to totally. try to get your attention in every way they possibly can because that's their business model. Totally. Um, is it healthy for you? Probably not. Um, but, right. but I think and I think the, the challenge here is um, is not. And I think the answer that people are coming to that I think is the biggest dilemma is, oh, we better just abandon it all. And it's like, that's yes. not the answer. And I want to get into that specifically, yeah. but I wanted to tack another dilemma onto it. It, yeah. it is, um, and, and I, and I see this playing out in people who are, I was watching it. My wife actually was watching a John Christ video and he was yeah. making a ton of jokes about this. Right. And it, and it was funny, but I could tell as he was making the jokes that he had a fundamental misunderstanding of what the dilemma was and the reason being he was making fun of like, dude, people have been competing for our attention forever, which he's not wrong about that. But but the new thing about it is we didn't all used to watch customized commercials. We all watched the same commercial. Uh, And the big thing that this points out is we are all living in an, in a vacuum. um, And we didn't understand that our feed looks different. Like my feed looks different than Nils's feed, meaning we're, we're living in different, quite literally, if yes. that's the only place we're getting information, we are living in different worlds. And yes. so this isolation and fake news, they talked about that. I, I'm less interested in getting down into the weeds of that. But, but the fact that we can all be living in different worlds and we are hell bent and, and set that our way is the correct lens to look at it when really somebody put a pair of glasses on us uh, and we didn't know that they put glasses on us. We just thought it was yeah. all the same. And I think yeah. that is the core difference is targeted marketing has never been like this. Yes. And then it's perpetuated based on uh, how how we click and what we yep. look at. And I yep. think that is what makes it so much different is we can lie on surveys. We do it all yep. the time. Um, yep. But what isn't lied is the algorithm. Uh, yes. And the algorithm sees all and that darkness that starts to come out for who we really are yes. is what is scaring people because they thought they were lying and keeping yes. that facade up and they're not. 
Yes. Uh, and that I think is this kind of the subplot to the dilemma. Yes. Uh, and yeah, begs the question, how do we, how do we interact with this as church leaders, as humans, yes. Yes. Uh, Christ followers, like how do we interact with this? And so I'm guessing Nils, you're, you're not going to advocate that we shut this podcast down, <laughs> that we get off of social media, that we change the name, those sorts of things. Uh, yeah. So, so well, and I'll, I'll add to the dilemma. And I think that we, yep. we, the point of this conversation is to create solutions um, and, and come to some con- con- conclusions. Um, but, but I think part of the dilemma that was laid out and I, and I think was interesting is one is, um, and I think a phrase that was that I'm hearing a lot is the only time that people are, are called users are social media and drugs. Um, Dude. And, and that's a, that's a line that is, is pretty significant. And, and at the end of the day, they, they want us to, to use their platform so they can gain data on us so that they can serve ads to us. And yes. practically, that's a good thing. I think it's good that my feed looks different than yours because they're getting to yep. know me and they're giving me things that are valuable to me because not everything that's valuable to me is valuable to you. Correct. Um, and as they learn me, they better feed me the things that are valuable to me and it saves me time and I don't have to channel surf like I did on television through a thousand channels to find something that might be interesting. They know me, you know, better than I know myself sometimes. And that's not by itself a bad thing. Yes. Uh, Where, where it becomes dangerous though. And I think this was presented in in the the documentary. I say documentary. It was kind of like a horror film slash documentary. uh, the The way they set the whole thing up with music and, the theatrics yeah, of course right and yes. that's the irony right is can yes. we trust what's being per- in this instance can we they're trust playing us the movie's playing us of course um, of course they are but i also but want to preface before yeah. we go too far down nils and i aren't trying to keep uh, our jobs right like we're not trying to <laughs> yes. reinforce this is stuff that we genuinely believe and we are yeah. genuinely interested in the gospel more than anything and in helping you as a listener uh, advance the gospel through the very best means necessary. So this is going to be practical. This is going to be applicable, but this is not a plug and a ploy uh, that we need to keep 100%. our jobs. Yes. Good um, call. Good call. Well said. Go ahead. So, so here's, here's where I think the big issue comes in that, that they hit on is that there's no governance of this. So at the Correct. end of the day, Google and Facebook have so much data on us um, that they can do so much with and uh, and and they and it's moved so quickly that people thought they were just running a search engine, when at the end of the day they were running a data capture engine um, that's now used yes. for advertising and all kinds of. I mean, they're literally Google. How many different businesses they have, all based on data? Totally. Uh, Facebook. And when they were talking about all the computers yes. and underground yes. servers that are just they're just there and they have data on them, like. Yes. I mean, we're miles, miles and like whole, whole areas of land dedicated to computers with data. (laughs) It's crazy. And and I think, and I think people just hear data and like, what does that even mean? Right. Um, And, and I think it's, it's, it's crazy complex. And I I don't, I I think I understand a fraction of a percent of it. Um, But, but I think practically and, and what artificial intelligence means and, and all of that, that yep. that's kind of in process and, and kind of beginning to be used more significantly and drives these algorithms that are so good, uh, to be honest. Um, yeah. But, but I think how do we know that it's not going to be used for harm? And, and I think the harm that is being used now is, is for profit in advertising yes. um, or addiction, I guess, is the harm. 
uh, but the core use is advertising. But where I think it really triggered on is what if it starts being used to manipulate? Because yep. they, they can use this to manipulate. Right. Um, like with elections. With our, elections. Our listeners are probably and, familiar with this, right? And, like and I think so many people populace. believe yep. that Silicon Valley is so far left uh, that that they, we don't like generally Christians are right, you know, and conservative yes. of like, uh-huh. oh, this is from a Christian perspective. This is very, we can't trust uh, yes. these people. And, and I think that's very valid. Uh, and I think in many ways the govern, government has just played, just been ignorant to all of this. And now they're playing catch up. Totally. And we're seeing it play out with TikTok right now. <laughs> That's and, right. And, and, and I think they're getting in the middle of it. But in some ways they're getting in the way of it simultaneously because they don't understand it. Yes. Um, and, and they're so far behind it that they're almost like, okay, we just have to shut it down. Um, so, man, this is a complicated dilemma that yes. we're in the middle of. And, and sure. how how do we uh, – so let's get into the practical side of solutions. Yeah. And, like, what um, – because the other side of me – part of me is watching this for social media. It's our world, right? We understand this. Uh, it's fascinating. But I couldn't help – the other we're, – we're in the middle of this, right? We're also on the gospel side. Uh, yes. And we are in the middle of social media, the social media church podcast, right? And so the other lens of me is looking at it through the eyes of a pastor, a theologian, not that I'm a theologian, but but just through theology and listening to ultimately what people are fearful of is what can we trust? Um, And it's just this interesting position where you're going to have a a whole generation of people who are trustless and what is anything telling me the truth? Uh, And guess what? We have it. (laughs) We have the one core thing uh, that transcends all of these dilemmas. Social dilemmas are not new. Social media dilemmas might be new, but social dilemmas are not new. Yeah. Uh, and so we have the gospel. We have the answer. And so uh, getting practical, like, what do we do with this? Uh, how do we categorize social media? What, where, where, what bucket do we put it in? Uh, and maybe it's something in the past that we can look to that we can put it in. Like, how do we treat it? Do we treat it like a bar, like a place that has um, people who are hurting, addicted? Do we treat it like a, a, a particular city or a particular area of a city that has a bunch of drug addicted people that need this good news? Uh, like where, how do we categorize it and how do we engage with it as churches and as pastors? Because uh, I, I don't think, I think we all agree it's, it, you can't abandon it because people yeah. are there. And yeah. wherever there are people, the gospel must be there. But how do we do it? And, and, and we're not going to solve that today. Um, yes. but, but I do think that probably <laughs> the first step is, is that we, we approached social media, generally speaking here, as this is bad, we should avoid it. Um, and then it was like, okay, I, it's so big, we can't ignore it. Um, and so we have to tolerate it. Yes. Um, and then it was like, oh, this is a big opportunity. We should just go all in with it to now like, oh man, did we just like support addiction? Um, yeah, right. Did we just quit it? And that, and I think that's, this is, this is this playing catch up. Yes. And I think, I think one of the first steps that is important for ministry leaders to embrace is, we should be leading our congregations towards health, towards emotional health, towards, you know, physical health, towards spiritual health, towards financial health. Yes. Like we want them to be holistically healthy and being addicted to 
our smartphones and our devices is not healthy. Yes. Um, and so I think that's foundational. So I think we need to need to work on what are some things that what is a healthy way uh, to use our devices that it's how I read my Bible. It's how I yes. talk to my friends. It's how I FaceTime with family. It's how I, there are plenty of great things that the smartphone does. And so of course. how can we use it effectively without letting it use us? Totally. Um, and ironically, and, I read my Bible on it every single day. Every day. Right. Yeah. Like my phone and delivers me the word of and, God. Yeah. Totally. And totally. they and they use gamification within their like streaks and totally. I mean, and it's awesome. I mean, they're, yep. they're doing it incredibly well. They're using those similar tactics and strategies in a very healthy way, Yes, I think, uh, to create a healthy addiction to the Bible. Um, and so that's, that's great. Totally. So, so, what, so, so I, one, so I don't know. Where, where yeah. do I don't know where to go. You know, like, it's, I mean, one of the first things I think about is how do we get them? Uh, how do we get the user, right? Yeah. How do we get these users uh, exposed to something else? Uh, and so I, I've started wrestling and thinking about like, okay, when I'm engaged on social media, am I calling them to more social media or am I calling them to uh, our church, community groups, uh, th- th- these, these areas where they're going to get more exposure to Jesus, not more exposure to my content. Now, the, the difficulty is more of my, and by my, I mean a church or as a pastor, our content is in theory helpful and should be exposing them to more of Jesus. Um, just lost you. Oh, there you go. You're back. You're back. back. Um, okay. In theory, that's where you left off. Yeah. In theory, if they're looking at more of our content, they're seeing more of Jesus because as a church or as a pastor, our content is based around Jesus and, and, and Christianity and, and how that plays out, how you live that out in your life. Um, but I think ultimately uh, you, you almost want to, you, I think Jay Cranda says it well, and I've, I've had lots of uh, counseling sessions with Jay regarding, uh, okay, what should I be doing as an online pastor and what should I be thinking about? And he said, ultimately, at the end of the day, we don't want to build uh, Facebook's brand and we don't want to build yeah. YouTube's brand. We want to yeah. build our church's brand. And so yeah. a, a, a very broad stroke description of Jay's strategy is get them to our website, get them to our stuff so that yeah. our people can help disciple them in that way. And so when I think about how we're using social media, the first thing I think of is what are we called? Why? First of all, because people are there. I think that's a fine answer. And then it's okay. Where are we calling them? And I think as churches, we got to be thinking about how are we calling them to more of our stuff, not more of the stuff that we live on rented space per se. Uh, That's where I'm starting this conversation for me. But uh, yeah, like you're saying, Nils, we're kind of at a loss because this is this this is still being figured out like this playbook is still being written yes and and i think that's that's how we have to i think that is how we have to approach it in this season is is we don't know where this is going because we've we've had a should we have a website should we have a mobile app should we be on youtube should we be on myspace should we be on tiktok yes um and 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 the answer is maybe to all all of the above um and, and i think i think it's it's it is a moving target and that's not a good answer um, but but I think the reality is is people are engaging in YouTube on YouTube. They're engaging yes. on Instagram, and the core purpose why somebody gets on Instagram is good. The core yes. reason they want to watch content on YouTube is good. The core way that YouTube is structured is good to help find. It's YouTube. It's it's for you, uh, designed yes. for you, and uh, 
the algorithm is great. It saves us lots of time and I'm able to find things that I wouldn't have found totally. on my own. Um, if it was an encyclopedia of content that was just everything had the same right. value uh, based on the letter of the alphabet that it was in. Totally. And so algorithms are amazing and they better our lives and they better our online lives. And, and so I think, it, I think it starts just from a leadership standpoint of coach your people and even yourself. Maybe it starts with yourself. Of, That's right. Can you put your phone down and yes. have dinner with your family? That's right. And not hear that buzz and, and you know, <laughs> and, and not flip out. Um, because I know plenty of people can't do that. And, and that's For me, unhealthy. sometimes yes. And some yeah. days it's no. Yeah. Uh, yes. But I have to be conscious of it. Yes. And I, and actually I yes. want to, I want to, uh, so I'll celebrate Jay, but I'll also celebrate Nils. I think one of the things that you have always said, Nils, that's really good that we need uh, to write down. And if you're a listener, you should write this down. We, like social media and this podcast has never pointed to social media as the answer or as the magic bullet. They are tools at our disposal and they are never more than that. They are yeah. tools that yeah. we use uh, that, like you said, the answer is always maybe because it, we don't know if that tool works for you or not. Maybe you yep. don't need a hammer. You need a screwdriver yep. uh, and don't use the screwdriver as a hammer. Like that's how we talk. When we're talking about social media, that's yes. what we're talking about. Uh, yes. Don't use these wrong. Use the tools correctly. We're going to explain to you how to use the tools, yes. but they're never more than that. They're just tools. Yeah. Um, and so I, I, I always want to, I want to call people back to that. Cause I think when you start seeing them as tools, that's a healthy place to be at as mm. well, because if a tool breaks, uh, or that tool is irrelevant, there's a new tool. And there's and yes. so you always need to be looking as well, but ne don't get married to the tool because a screwdriver can't do everything for you. A Sawzall yeah. can't do everything for you. A hammer can't do it. Like you need these multiple things, but you need them in your tool basket and you need to know how to use them. And I think, um, yeah, it's important to, to understand social media as that, that we're not preaching that the gospel must be on social media. There's just a lot of attention there and those are helpful yes. tools. Yes. Uh, but when those tools go away, MySpace, that, you know, that collected a lot of dust. Mm -hmm. We don't need that tool anymore. Um, uh, yeah, so I, I think getting into a healthy state of understanding what these actually are and yes. they're not the magic bullet, um, they're just helpful tools and treating them as such. Yes. And I, and I kind of think that's a bottom line. And, and I think even the, the, the show even talked about email and text messages yeah. and all of it, all of it is addictive in nature. Um, and I think we've got to, we've got to balance our time. We've got to balance our focus. We've got to balance our attention. Um, and we've got to, you know, have healthy relationships and we've got to have, have a healthy relationship with our phone. And I, and I think that's yes. the bottom line to this. And I think that's, uh, it's making me actually think of like, what, yes. is, what, what is a way that we can effectively solve this? I mean, if I'm a pastor right now, I'm, I'm doing a sermon series on uh, the, the, you know, the social solution uh, or oh, something like that. that of like, like lean in and into this dilemma that people are facing, um, what this means and process it together yes. And start developing some some healthy habits because we do sermon series on financial health. We do totally. sermon series on on emotional health. We do sermon series on obviously on spiritual health, on totally on prayer life. And I think we need to do it on our, our technology life. We Everyone need the Dave Ramsey life. The Dave Ramsey of technology. One hundred percent. FFTU financial technology. Or, it just it just doesn't have the the win that. Uh, that you do with like financial health. Cause if you have financial health, you are able to, um, you're able to 
go on trips and, and buy cars. And, you know, like there, there's, there's a, there's a carrot at the end of that. Yes. If you're getting physically healthy, you can run marathons, you can play with your kids. You totally look better. You know, like there, there are a lot of clear advantages. If you learn how to use your smartphone, well, like, Oh, then you're balanced. You know, like there's not a pretty carrot at the end of this. Now it's a huge value add to your life. It just, it's harder to, to, yes to articulate the value that is, which is why I think we have to prioritize the conversation because people aren't going to prioritize it for themselves. Correct. Uh, because it's not that interesting. If you write a book about it, I don't think people are gonna pay as much attention to it. Now, people are paying attention to the fear factor and I think that actually has their attention right now. Yes. Um, so yeah, that, that's those are my thoughts here. And I, it's, it's really yeah. interesting and, um, I, I hope I think people are too quick to knee jerk, and I hope that comes out of this. But I also think that I hope that people don't. This isn't just a passing thought of like, oh yes. yeah, remember that? Like, remember when everybody's going to move to Canada? You yeah, know, at, totally. Trump got elected. You know, like, totally. You might not love Trump, but you, most people didn't move to Canada. You know, and, yes. and I think the same thing. You, you might not like uh, social media, but don't bail on it. You know, like uh, let's let's be reasonable here and figure out how do we move forward with this because this isn't going away and that's right technology is not going to stop speeding up and our programs aren't going to stop being better that's right Um, and so we just have to figure out how we as humans better interact with these that's right i I, as we wrap up this podcast the the first part of this conversation i wanted to have was definitely reviewing it and okay how do we even view social media now what do we do but i would love to also end our conversation and i'll I'll go first i'll give you time to think what is one practical thing that you do to manage this because i think as leaders in this space you and i uh and so many other people we've we've been aware of this and our wives uh, and in some cases, our husbands, uh, for the for all of the women who lead in this space as well, uh, are quick to point out our yeah. flaw in this and our addiction in this. My wife, I, I mean, it's at least a once a week conversation, right? Yeah. Uh, and it frustrates me every time because I'm like, no, I'm not. And I am. Uh, yep. And so as leaders in this space, we also need to lead them. We've been thinking about this for a lot longer. It didn't take a documentary to point out, hey, you're addicted. Yeah, I know. Um, yep. But so what is one practical thing that we can give our listeners for something that they can do? And so, I, so I'll go first and then I'll let you go, Nils. So clearly I've already stated that I am not, it depends on the day whether I'm good at bringing or not bringing my phone to the dinner table. Uh, and when this is our jobs, there's so, I think that's a yeah. scary part is it's so yeah. easy for me to justify why it's there. This yeah. is my living. This is my income. Yeah. This is, um, this is, this is, we're eating dinner because I'm on my phone. Right. Uh, yeah. I would, I would not say that, but, uh, the, but the practical part of me would. Yeah. Um, and so the practical thing that I do, uh, and we were just, Nils and I were just in another conversation, uh, that reminded me of this. I take a Sabbath, uh, every single uh, week, right? Yeah. Just like we're called to inscription. I am religious about that. Um, yeah. Much to the chagrin of uh, certain people around me, not my family. Yeah. My family is thankful for this, but um, on, but, but it's not just good enough for me to not be working on the Sabbath. There's also an intentional part of me that realizes, okay, the phone is my work. Yeah. Um, and I still want, there's still things that I want to do on my phone, uh, and I'm about to get really practical here in a second. Uh, there's still stuff that I want to do on my phone in the Sabbath because that is part of what is filling me up uh, in a positive way, getting me ready for the next upcoming week. 
But uh, on my Android phone, which Nils is now a part of now, <laughs> there is something called focus mode. And yeah. for the duration of my Sabbath, I will have focus mode on to where, and they talk about this in the social dilemma, the limiting of notifications. So I'll give two practical things. One, on my Sabbath, I am hyper anal about what uh, notifications I will be receiving on my phone for the duration of that 24 hours uh, yeah. and really just practicing the rhythm of getting away from the addiction. And then yeah. that, that the, the second part to that outside of my Sabbath, I've just gotten really particular about what is notifying me on my phone. And there's a lot, I don't get email notifications anymore. Yeah. Um, there's certain things I don't get notifications for that I've built other systems where I will go and check those things in my day, but I am not going to get blown up on my phone for the duration of the day. And so I would encourage you start with notifications uh, and start with a day where you're actually practicing getting away from your addiction uh, and just start there. That, yeah. that would be my practical advice to leaders. Aaron, that's, that's so good. And, I, and my mind went to a similar place. I do on a, on a side tangent here. I think, um, I think I'm going to feed back into my Apple addiction. I'm, I'm burnt out on the Android. I'm oh, so frustrated. No. That's it's funny. Just, it's not as good. It's, it's buggy. And um, I'm just, I'm at a point, man, where I'm, I'm going to keep going for a little bit longer and I'm probably going to try one more Android phone. Um, but, but I'm on the edge of, that's good, Nils. Of you any, might actually pull me back. Of Megan would be shocked to hear this. Yeah. Because there's there's just a level of inefficiency of me. And some of it's just having to learn Android. But there's sure. just certain apps that crash that don't work as well that I'm, I'm having to do workarounds. And <sighs> I'm just finding a bunch of struggles. Um, Interesting. Apple, it just works. And so I'm, I hate my Apple addiction. Uh, but I'm about, I'm about to tap back into it. I think I'm, okay. I'm really close, man. Um, I'm going to be following that anyway. So, uh, so, uh, but about this, I, I would say, man, the thing that I have actually been thinking about, especially since the movie, but I've actually been thinking about it for several months is my daughter's best friend uh, is Jewish and we're close friends with their family, spend a lot of time with them. And every Friday night at sundown, they turn off their electronics and uh, that's part of their Shabbat. And, um, and then they turn them back on on Saturday night. You can actually see, though, the clear addiction because we'll be over there on a Saturday night. Like phones are put away. They, they lock them all up um, and they pull them out and the whole family just stops talking. You know, they all get out their, their devices, even when we're there having social time, because they got to see the alerts, the new, what messages did I miss? And, um, but they're, they do, they do disconnect. And that helps, I think, break that addiction. Their kids every Saturday during the day, they, they know they're not going to have their phones. They have to develop other behaviors and, and habits. And I've been thinking for my family, man, I'd, I'd like to do that. The other side though, Aaron, that I struggle with is, to me, the phone is a, is a work productive device, but it's also where I like on the weekends watching sports and uh, getting my sports news and, uh, and and just scrolling social media for fun. Totally. Um, for fun. And, and that is so, a weird world that we live in because a lot of the scrolling is, or if no scrolling yeah. at all, like we're, we're, we're helping people do social media, but I, like I find myself less and less on social media. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's weird, but yeah, carry on it's, with that. It's and, and I think that's that's I, I don't know that I have the answer, but but I think the experiment that I am thinking about doing is to um, is to take a full Friday night to Saturday night um, Sabbath from technology for my whole family, or maybe just for myself um, initially, and um, and see see how that affects me. 
Um, but I also, I, I mean, I think at the end of the day, I think it's, you know, how do you know if you're not a drug addict? Well, stop doing drugs for a little bit and see if you totally. uh, can stop and what that behavior is. Or if you're an alcoholic, like, can you stop drinking for a week? Right. And how does your body respond? I, I, I think we can, we can get a pulse on our addiction based on how we respond when we take away that thing that we're addictive to. We, we though have so many excuses of work and, you know, everybody has, has a good excuse of course. Uh, for the technologies. And so it's, it's not an easy black and white situation, but um, it is a clear situation. It's a dilemma. Um, and yeah, it's something it that is. we have to deal with. And I'm glad uh, for this podcast where we can process it. And we would love totally. to hear your thoughts, um, you know, hashtag social media church, let's have a conversation online about it. Um, let's, I want to hear what your church is doing, what, what different church, some ideas um, that, that churches are doing, how are you addressing uh, the social dilemma? Uh, thanks everyone for listening to this episode of the social media church podcast. You can go to socialmedia.church for show notes uh, and everything, uh, all of our old podcasts and resources and, and everything we do here at social media church. It's an honor to serve you and to serve your church through this podcast. Uh, if this has been a blessing to you, I, I hope you'll take a minute to leave a rating or a review on Apple podcast or wherever it is uh, that you're listening. And that would mean the world to us. Thanks so much for listening. We'll talk to you again on the next episode.